13. I'm going to help some of you out in here today. Because, listen to me, you say, as, you, as I go through this message, some of you might say, well, this is not for me. But I promise you, if you've not already been here, you will come there. You say, what are you talking about? Somebody say brokenness. How many has ever been broken? If you haven't been broken, you will come to the place. But I've got good news for you today. That even though right now, if you're in here this morning, you just say, Lord, I, I came in here because I'm broken, I'm, I'm struggling, I'm fighting, I'm doing everything I can. It seems like I just can't get ahead. I'm going to help you out this morning because somebody say, He is for the broken. <clears throat> say it one more time. Say, He is for the broken. Everybody look this way at me real quick and just put a big smile on your face if you believe it. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this word. Shake this place today. Let your anointing flow from person to person to person. Lord, I thank you this morning that you're going to back up everything I said. I thank you, Father, that you're using me as your vessel. I'm nothing unless you feel me today. We are nothing unless you feel us today. My God, I thank you and I praise you this morning for what you've already done. And I thank you in advance for what is coming forth in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Hey, Dave, can you make sure these lights are all the way on? The bottom one's there. There we go. Yes. Somebody say, let there be light. Hallelujah. Let's go to verse 13. Now read with me here. It said, and when Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the cities. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion. Somebody say he was moved with compassion. Toward them, and he healed their sick. So he didn't leave them sick, he healed them, amen? Ooh, that's a message in itself. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him and said, This is a desert place. The time is now past. Send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals or in other words, food, or what they needed. And Jesus said unto them, They need not depart. Give them to eat. And they said unto him, But we have but five loaves and two fishes. Somebody say, five loaves, two fishes. And he said, Bring them here to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves, the two fishes, Looking up to heaven, what did he do? He what? Blessed. And then what? He broke. Let me say it one more time. He what? Blessed. And then what? And gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did what? All eat and were what? Filled. Somebody say God is more than enough. And they took up the fragments or the pieces that remained. How many baskets full? Twelve. And when they had eaten, there was about 5,000 men, not counting women and children. How many knows God, God is concerned about the pieces? God is concerned about the fragments. There's something interesting about this passage right now. You say, what is that? I read right here that Jesus took the bread. He blessed it. 
How many knows when you first get saved, God will bless you? Amen. He'll make sure you get a close parking place at Walmart. Come on now. He'll bless you. Why? Because he takes you in and he loves on you, right? You don't start chipping away at somebody right out. He loves you. He blesses you. But then there comes a time after the blessing, what happened? The Bible says he began to break the bread. Why? Because until you're broken, you'll never be enough for the multitude. Did you hear what I said? I said, it's until you're broken. See, many of you have prayed for great things to happen in your life. Many of you have prayed for God to do, you know, crazy stuff, just mighty things in your life. Say, God, I want to do great things. I want to have great success in you and all these things. But right now you're broken and you think, well, that's over. Come on. That's what we all think. Well, it's over now. I'll, I'll never be anything great for God. I'll never have anything. I'll never accomplish or do anything that's any worth at all in my life because of what I'm going through right now or because of where I have came from. Come on, somebody. Uh, there's a lot of people in your life that will judge you by nothing else but the fact that you grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. Come on. Or by what your name is. Come on, somebody. But I serve the God this morning that don't care which side of the tracks you grew up on. He don't care what your last name is. He don't care where you've been. He is only concerned about where you're going to go. Come on, somebody. But that's what we do. And today, here's what I'm going to do. You see, we found out in this passage that until the bread was broken, it was not enough. Come on, somebody. It's not enough. So you've got to understand in here this morning that your brokenness, I've come to tell you that your brokenness is not for no reason. Your brokenness, your pain, the suffering you're going through right now, the trial that you're going through right now. Can I tell you something? It is not meaningless. It is not vanity. But I'm telling you right now that there is a purpose behind it. Now, some of you right now are saying, yeah, yeah, praise the Lord. No. I'm telling you that there's a purpose behind it, and you're going to see it. Because today, listen, you can't talk about brokenness without touching the sensitive issues. Mm. You see, you start talking about brokenness, you start talking about pain, you start talking about things that people don't want to talk about, things that are uncomfortable. But for us, let me tell you something. This is the great thing that I love about God is He's real. Somebody say He's real. He don't sugarcoat anything. He doesn't beat around the bush. He's real with you and He's straightforward with you. And you see, God wants to set you free today. He wants to heal you today. He wants to bind up your wounds today. But you got to understand something. The, the only way He can do that is we got to get down to the root of the issue. Come on. See, that's our problem. We want to fool with the branches and cut them away and cut them away. But guess what happens? They keep growing back. But until you deal with the root of the issue, come on somebody, until you deal with the root of the thing, it will always keep coming back to you. So somebody say, we're going to be real today. Mm -mm 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 -mm. So since we all know the outcome of this passage, we know that the fragments became more than enough and, and, and we know that, that Jesus collected the pieces, let's go deeper today. Can we do that? Go to Psalm 71, 20. He says, Thou which has what? Showed me great and sore troubles. Who, show, who showed you that? Somebody say God. Shall quicken me again. In other words, he's going to bring me out. And you shall bring me up again out of the depths of the earth. Sometimes we go through things that seems like hell on earth, don't it? Come on. 
But listen to this right here. So we're going to touch the first sensitive issue, right? The first question we all have in here this morning is this right here. God, why? If we're going, if we're going to heal the brokenness today, we got to find out why it happened. Amen? Now you can come in here with your praise on and your worship and you can act like all is good and well, but there's a part of you that says, God, why? Why did I have to go through that? Why did I have to go through the the pain? Why did I have to have them tears? Why did I have to have that person walk out of my life? God, why, why, why? This is what we ask in here this morning. But you got to see something right here. It says that God showed him the great sore and trouble. In other words, it was God that showed you the pain. You see, how many has received a promise from God in here this morning? Guess what? You wasn't the only one that heard that promise. Y'all better talk to me. Your enemy heard that promise. Do you listen to me? You see, you thought the enemy was just going to lay down and say, Well, if God said it, there ain't nothing I can do about it. Uh-uh. He will fight it tooth and nail. Why? Because I tell you this all the time. Where there is no battle, there is nothing to fight for. Come on, somebody. You say, I'm going through a battle today. I'm going through something so today that I've never went through in my life. I'm going through a season right now. It seems so dark and it seems so cold. Let me tell you something. There is something on the other side of that trial that the enemy wants from you. And you got to take a stand this morning and say, I'm going to fight for this thing. I'm going to hold on to this thing because I've got a word from God. Somebody say amen in here today. So the enemy heard your promise too. So he tried everything he could to stop that promise. Amen? That's what he did. But let me tell you something here today. The enemy cannot stop the word of God from coming to pass. He can only try to stop you. What are you saying? He uses great and sore troubles. He uses pain. He uses people around you. He uses circumstances and situations around you to try to make you want to quit. How many's ever felt like you wanted to quit? Somebody better be real with me. There are times, there are still times, church, where I want to quit. Look at you. Yeah, you heard me. There's still times where I, th- I want to throw in the towel and say, God, what's the use? But there's something inside of me that will not let me quit. Are you listening to There's something inside of me that keeps me pushing, keeps me pulling, keeps me driving, keeps me saying, I, the Lord's going to do this thing. I just know he's going to move. I just know he's going to step in. And that's that faith inside of you. That's that greater one inside of you. So watch this right here. So the enemy cannot stop the promises of God from coming to pass. So he tries to stop you. Because the only one that can stop God's word from coming to pass is you. Somebody say me. God in all of his mightiness. In all of his power. I want you to watch it. Even though he's got all this power, he will not override your will. Somebody say free will. He will give you free will to choose whether you want the things of Him or you want the things of the world. So I'm here to tell you today, you say, well, I'm going through something. I don't know if I'm going to make it through. I don't know if I'm going to go through this thing. Although God lets you taste trouble. Oh, come on, somebody. Although God lets you taste pain, although He lets you taste sorrow, the Bible just told me right here that God says, I'm going to pull you out of it. Are you hearing me? 
God says, I'm going to pull you out of this thing. You might be broken right now. You might be confused right now. But I'm going to pull you out of this. Oh, my God. Because here, if you take a notes, write this down. You can never know the God of blessings until you know the God in your troubles. Let me say it one more time. I said you will never know the God of your blessings until you know the God of your troubles. Why do I serve God like I serve Him today? Because He was with me when I was crushed. He was with me when I was brought. That's all right. You don't have to help me praise Him. But I'm going to praise Him in here this morning. Because when everybody else walked out on me, when everybody else was not there in my time of need, God was there. Come on, somebody. God was there with me. He was there every step of the way saying, you can make it. You can keep going. Keep going this day. It's not always going to be like this. Because sooner or later, somebody say it with me, He's going to turn it in my favor. Somebody give Him praise in here today so because God was with me in my troubles come on you will have people in your life that will say I will always be there get in some trouble and then look around look around then people will be there for you as long as they can get something from you but come to a place where they can't get anything from you anymore and then see if they're there. But the God that I know, this, the, here's the God that I know. Even if I don't feel like praising Him, He says, come to me. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Even, I, even if I don't feel like worshiping, God says, come to me. Even if I'm crying my eyes out and say, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I can hold on to him anymore. He says, come to me. Let me lift you up. Let me speak life into you. Let me speak faith in you. Somebody better help me praise him before I come back here on you. I'm talking about the God in your troubles. Not of your troubles, in your troubles. So now... So now because God was in my troubles, because he was with me in the fire, he wouldn't cheer me on on the sidelines and say, yeah, you can do it, come on. No, he was with me in the fire. Because he was with me in the fire, now that he's blessed me, I haven't forgot about him. Come on. Because he's blessed me. See, that's the problem with so many people. When they get blessed, then that's when they want to turn their back on God and say, I don't need you anymore. But don't you forget the people that were with you in the fire. Come on, somebody. Don't you forget the people around you that seen your worst and still loved you. Oh, somebody better hear me today. God is one of them. Somebody say, he's seen my absolute worst. And he still wants me. God. The Bible says, even though I've tasted these things. Have you tasted these things? Have you tasted trouble? Have you tasted pain? Have you tasted sorrow? Of course you have. Have you cried some tears? Yes, you have. God said, I'm going to pull you out. I'm not only the God that's with you in the pain and the sorrow and the troubles. 
He said, but I'm also the God that pulls you out. I'm also the God that can deliver you, that can set you free, that can heal you again, that can make you whole again. How many wants to be made whole again? You see, even people in the world that does not know God is looking everywhere, trying to be whole, trying to fill that void, and they can't do it because that void inside of them, there's only one thing that fits that mold. Are you ready for it? It's God. That's it. You can try money, fame, fortune, friends, the pleasures of this world. It will still leave you empty. You get high, when you come out of that high, you'll still be empty. When you get drunk, when you get over that hangover, you'll still be empty. But when God gives you a high, there's no side effects. There's no hangovers. I remember what I did last night. Somebody better talk to me. Somebody say, it's my Jesus. Hallelujah. So let me say this one more time. You can't really know the God of blessings until you know the God in your troubles. If you look around right now in nature, how many's ever how many's noticed nature right now? Now, you heard me preach a few weeks ago about spring coming. Now, I want you to look at this. Notice how the grass has gotten really green. And even the small bushes are beginning to bloom. But the trees still look dead. Somebody say life comes from the bottom up, not the top down. Oh, somebody hear me. (laughs) You say, what you saying, preacher? Here's what I'm saying to you. Some of you right now, you're at rock bottom. Some of you right now, you feel like you can't go any lower. You can't go any deeper. You can't get any more broken than you are right now. See, let me tell you, I've got some good news for you. Life comes from the bottom up, not the top down. Are you hearing me? Just as the, see, first it's the grass getting green. And then it's going to go up and up and up until even the tallest things that God has created, you'll begin to see life come up out of them. You see, let me tell you something. You might despise where you are right now. You might despise your brokenness. You might despise the pain and the sorrow. But like it or not, this is where God is shaping you. This is where God is molding you. Yeah, let me let you in on something. You're getting stronger right now. You say, I feel like I can't even hold it together. Let me tell you one more time. You're getting stronger right now. Come on. You're getting mightier right now. Oh, God is building your foundation. And this foundation that God is building right now in your brokenness, it's going to last you throughout your life. You say, what are you saying? This is what I'm saying. When you come out of this, somebody say, I'm coming out of this. When you come out of this, you're going to, when other troubles come, you're going to say, that's nothing. Oh, that's nothing. Oh, because I've done been through the fire. I've done been through the pain. I've done, I've already know what it's like for people to walk out on me. I know what it's like to be crushed in my spirit. This is nothing because if God delivered me then, somebody help me, he's going to deliver me now. If God healed me then, he's going to heal me now. I can't get no help in here this morning. I said if God made a way then, won't he do it now? Somebody say, won't he do it? Hey! Won't he do it? The answer is yes. He will. It comes from the bottom up. You say, I can't get no lower. Well, that's good news. Because the only way you can go is up. 
Somebody better hear me. I feel so broken right now. How can I help anybody else in my life? How can I help those around me that's broken? I'll tell you how. Because when God brings you out, you can go up to them and say, Honey, if he brought me out, he's going to bring you out. Are you hearing me? Let me tell you what God did for me. And if he done it for me, he, do, he will do it for you. Somebody shout glory in here. He will do it. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Psalms 23, 4 and 5. It says, yes, though, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Somebody say he's with me. His rod, his staff, they comfort me. Somebody say God will keep you in check when you're going crazy. Oh, Lord. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Here's the next sensitive issue. God, first it was, why did you allow it to happen? Then it was, God, why did you let me fall in the midst of my enemies? I told people you was going to make a way and then they're laughing at me because I'm barely making it by. Come on. I'm going somewhere. I told people you was going, I told them what you was going to do and, and I told them what you said. I can't even barely make it through and it seems like everything's falling apart in my life and people are laughing at me and say, why are you still going to church? I don't know why you praising Him. I don't know why you worshiping when you can't even pay your bills, when you can't, you can't even lay hands on the sick and they recover. You can't do anything, it seems like. And, the, and it seems like the enemy's laughing at you and taunting you. Yeah, I'm talking about people that said, I knew you'd fail. Oh, come on. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about, do you? There's people right now that's banking on you to fail. Are you listening to me? There's people right now that's just hoping and praying that you fall flat on your face. Why? Because you took a stand and say, God delivered me. He healed me. He made a way for me. And they don't like that because they didn't have enough guts to believe Him for it. Are you listening to me? There you go, brother. Come on. I know where my amen corner's at. So the enemy's taunting you. And this is the place. Let me tell you something, church. When you're broken and when you're at your lowest point, this is the place where the enemy says, watch this, where he says, I told you God wasn't going to do it. Look at you. You're still waiting. You're still waiting. Look at you. You're still struggling. I told you God wasn't going to do it. I told you God wasn't going to make a way. And many of you are asking today, you say, God, why did you allow it to happen? In the presence of my enemies. Now let me tell you something. How can you enjoy God setting a table in the midst of your enemies if they didn't see your downfall? If they didn't come to you and say, I knew you weren't going to make it. Oh, I'm fixing to get happy. You see, God said, I had to allow you to fall in the midst of your enemy. I had to make it look like you were down for the last count. That way, they're going to have to praise me when I raise you back up. Oh, come on. God doesn't raise you up. 
by in the middle of nowhere. No, He raises you up in the presence of your enemies. He sets a table before them. And let me tell you something, there's nothing sweeter when the very people that said you would never make it has to come and say, I see what the Lord has done in your life. Oh, somebody better pray because it's going to happen. Hey! That's when you know you've arrived and you've made it. When your enemy has to say, look what the Lord has done. Somebody give Him praise today. Hallelujah. There you go. See, the enemy has to eat his words. How many knows when Jesus was on the cross and when he went to the grave... It looked like he was defeated. Oh, come on. The Bible said he was broken for you and I. He was crushed for you and I. He was pierced for you and I. It looked like he was down for the final count. And it looked like, and what did God do? He brought him down in the midst of his enemies. But guess what? It said early on the first day of the week, which was Sunday, not Monday. Early Sunday morning, God prepared a table in the midst of Jesus' enemies. I don't care who said what about you, church. I don't care what the enemy's saying. You keep your head up and you keep looking forward. You keep pushing. Come on. You keep going forward. And but let me tell you why. Because the enemy's gonna have to eat his words. And you all you're gonna get sweet satisfaction when all them people that said you'd never make it, you have to pick up their jaw. Y'all should have gave him praise right there. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Hallelujah. Psalms 31. Look at this right here. He said, I will extol thee, O Lord, for you have lifted me up, and you have not made my foes to rejoice over me. The enemy might be laughing right now, but he's going to be crying later. Yeah, when Jesus comes. No, I'm not talking about just when Jesus comes back. I'm talking about when God does what he said he's going to do in your life. Come on, give him praise. First Peter 5.10 says, But the God of all grace, who hath called unto us his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, will make you perfect, establish and strengthen and settle you. What did that say? Here's here's the next question. Here's the final one. Final issue we're going to touch on. God, how long? Ooh, don't that trip up everybody. Doesn't that mess everybody up? Yes, see, see, I, I can go through something if it's just a little bit. But what if it's a few years? Look at some of you, you just cringed. <laughs> what if the season you're going through right now is not a season like we have on earth, which is a few months, but 
a few years. Ladies and gentlemen, there's things that God promised me that I still haven't seen 11 years later. Look at you. But God is just as faithful right now as He was 11 years ago when He promised. Just as faithful. You say, how can you wait that long? Don't ask me. Ask the Holy Ghost inside of me. Because let me tell you something, there were times I wanted to quit. There were times I said, God, I can't wait no more. Come on, don't act like you ain't saying the same thing. God, I, I can't go on any longer. But there's something inside of me that wouldn't let me quit. You ever been going through something and you wanted to quit so bad, but you just had something inside of you that says, oh, but what's coming up? That's what Peter's talking about. He said, though we suffer for a what? While. Somebody say it's only temporary. Sometimes, See, this is the enemy's main game plan. This is how he gets more people to quit on God. How long? How long? Look how long you've been waiting. Look how long you've been struggling. Look how long you've been broken. How long you going to keep holding on to this? How long? It's never going to happen. It's never going to come forth. And it seems like it gets its strongest when God is getting ready to do it. Y'all, I don't know if you heard me or not. You're right there on breakthrough. You're right there to receive what God has promised you. But it seems like that's the toughest point. How many's ever ran a mile? Look at somebody. I ain't running no mile. The toughest point in the mile is near the end. The toughest point in working out, Dad, you found that out yesterday, is on the last sets. That's when it's the toughest. Oh, but you see, that's when breakthrough's coming. See, when the enemy says, how long? It's never going to happen. That's when you need to raise your hands and say, God, I thank you. It's done. What'd you say? I said it's done. I'm telling you that 11 years ago when God promised it, it was done then. I'm telling you when God promised you yesterday or last Thursday, it was done then. Because the word declares, when he speaks, it is done. Are you hearing me? So I have this glory inside of me that's getting ready to break out. Just knowing it's getting ready to happen. It's getting ready to happen. It's getting ready to happen. And the harder the enemy hits and the more pressure he wants to put on you, let that be a sign unto you that it's getting ready to come forth. Are you hearing me? Because as I told you earlier, the same, just as you heard the promises of God, your enemy heard the promises of God. And we know, watch this, and we know that demons understand times and seasons also. Why? Go to the man that came and kneeled before Jesus. Remember, the demons said our name is what? Legions. What did they say? He said, have you come to torment us before our what? Time. Don't you think the enemy knows is close? 
My God. Don't you think the enemy knows God is right there getting ready to move for you? Let me let you in on something. Yes, he does. If that don't make you want to fight, I don't know what does. If that don't make you want to shake yourself loose this morning and say, I don't care what I feel like or what it sounds like, I'm going to praise the Lord because I know it's done, I know it's finished, and it's getting ready to manifest in the natural. Somebody give Him praise this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the glory. And the glory. Somebody say the glory. And the glory that's going to come out of this. Some of you think right now that you're so broken, you'll never be the same. I'll never be whole again. I'll never get over this pain. I'll never get over this sorrow. I'll never get over that person walking out on me. Blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you something. This is something only God can do. God has a way about when He brings forth what He promised you, He can make you forget your pain. He can make you forget your sorrow. He will make you forget your trouble. Only God can do it. (laughs) So I'm telling you right now, the present suffering you're going through is nothing compared to what's coming. I'm not just talking about heaven. The Bible said we're supposed to pray for heaven on earth. Are you hearing me? It said we're supposed to pray for heaven on earth. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And let me tell you something that God has promised me also, and He's going to promise you. When He does what He said He's going to do in your life, when He manifests it, you're going to say it was worth it. It was worth all the tears. It was worth all the pain. It was worth all the sorrow. It was worth all the brokenness. It was worth it all. Now that I see what God has done in me, it was worth it. He said, let us not grow, what? Weary and well-doing. Not doing, but well-doing. Some of you got this attitude, well, I'll give God my all when He does what He said. It don't work that way. You give your all before it manifests. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm amen, but it hurt. Say, I'm faithful to God now before it manifests. You've heard me say this before and I'll say it again. You can't beat faithfulness. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. You see, even, watch this, even as I've been waiting on some of the promises of God to come forth, God has blessed me in the meantime till it comes. You say, what is that? Somebody say, faithfulness. Glory to God. Write this down. Faithfulness will accelerate your promise. Faithfulness. See, we got too many people with this attitude. Lord, I'm going to sit here and you just drop it in my lap whenever you're ready. Come on, Jesus. Come on. We've got this attitude right here. And it won't work, church. It won't work. Somebody say, you have to go after it. 
You don't set that prophecy on a shelf and say, well, I'll see if it happens. It will never happen. You take that prophecy and you work it. Paul told Timothy, he said, we war with our prophecies, our promises that God has made. This is how we war. See, when God says, I'm going to heal your body, and the enemy says, I'm going to come and kill you, you can say, you're a liar. Because God promised me. Oh, somebody say, he promised me. I don't care what it looks like right now. Somebody say, he promised me. I don't care. I may feel like I'm nothing. I may feel like I'm not even saved right now. But he promised me. Woo. I'm almost done. Isaiah 61. Y'all not tired, are you? It says, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them what? Beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for what? Mourning. The garment of praise for what? The spirit of heaviness or brokenness. That they might be called what? The trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he might be what? Glorified. Now, I don't know if you caught that in this verse right here, but let me just tell you what that was saying right there. God didn't say, I'm going to take your beauty and give you beauty. See, you don't get beauty through beauty. You don't get joy through joy. <laughs> Look at some of you. What's he talking about? Let me tell you what I'm talking about. How can you know what beauty is until you've been through the ashes? How can you know what joy is if you've never mourned? Are y'all hearing me? Come on. How can you know how to praise God if he's never brought you out of anything? Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You see, you've been saying, I've been wanting to use, I want to be used for the broken. I want to help those in need. Well, how can you help somebody if you've never been broken yourself? And I know I realize the enemy has come to you and say, you can't be used by God because look how you struggle. Look how you're broken. Look how you can't make it by. I'm telling you, those are the exact ones that God is looking for. He is looking for broken people. Come on, I said he's looking for broken people. And we at this church, we are looking for broken people. Don't you come in here with your whole self and act like you got it all together. You need Jesus. Now, I'm not telling you you go and live any way you want to, no. You live by holiness. You know what holiness is? That means I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I was. Are you hearing me? God is continually perfecting me. He's continually working things out of me. He's continually transforming my mind so I don't think like I used to think. I don't talk like I used to talk. I don't dress like I used to dress. I dress good now. I pray. So write this down. Write this down. Somebody say life. From the bottom up. Through your ashes. Not through anything else. Through your ashes came something beautiful. Write these down. Through your mourning. It's going to come joy. Through your brokenness. It's coming a garment of praise. 
And you know what that word garment right there is? It means a crazy praise. Uh, no, no, I don't mean like, I mean, well, yes, thank you, Jesus. He delivered me. Look at you. This boy's crazy. Let me tell you something. When God delivers you from something, you don't care. I said you don't care. I don't know why they got to worship God like that. Well, you don't know what God delivered them from. So shut up and sit down. Come on. So through your brokenness, say through my brokenness, is coming a garment of praise. Psalms 119, verse 7. All right, no, go back to Isaiah, verse 7, Dave. Excuse me. Now, on down this scripture, God says, For your shame you shall have what? Double. Ooh. For your confusion. You ever been confused about your situation? You shall rejoice in the portion. Therefore, in the land you shall possess what? The double. Everlasting joy shall be unto what? Them. That just just told you everything I just said. When you come out of this, and you will. When you are made whole again, and you will. God said, I'm going to give you double for your trouble. Oh, I know that sounds cliche, don't it? But that's just what that said. It's I'm going to give you double. I'm going to give you double. You're going to possess the land. In other words, you're going to possess what God promised you. And it's not going to be sorrowful. He said you're going to have exceeding joy. Exceeding joy. But you know what's so great? On back up there, he said they should be what? The trees of righteousness. What's that mean? It means they're going to know who delivered you. They're going to know who healed you. They're going to know who raised you up. You see, let me tell you something. When you come out of this, you're not going to have to worry about, well, is God going to get the glory out of this? No, they're going to know. See, God made it in such a way where He would get the glory from this. Oh, come on. See, it wasn't enough for, the Israel, for, for Pharaoh to release the children of Israel. God had to back them up in the corner with the sea in front of them and the army behind them chasing them. How many know God got the glory? We're still talking about today how God delivered them. Somebody say, won't he do it? He's going to do it in your life. People still going to be talking about years from now how God delivered you. Oh, come on, how God made a way in your life. Somebody give him praise. They're still going to be talking about it. <laughs> Psalms 119.71. Help me read this. It was what? It was what? It was what? For me that I had been afflicted. Then I might learn your statutes. Can I tell you something wonderful? And I'm going to close. Let me tell you something wonderful. When you come out of this and you're whole again and you've got peace and you've got joy and you've got all these things. See, I told you, God made your foundation 
in the trouble. That means, watch this. Come here, Jolene. And just sit right here on the stage. And watch this. God delivered me, right? He made me whole again, just like he said he would. <clears throat> just put your hands, your face in your hands. When I walk by and I see somebody else broken, I'm not going to keep walking by just because I made it. I'm going to go over here. And I'm going to say, I was once where you were. But God, somebody better give him praise. But God delivered me. He set me free. And he will do the same for you. You're going to make it out of this. Paul said, he said, our, our present sufferings are for your benefit. Because what? He said, because when we come out of them, we're going to be able to encourage you when you go through them. Somebody say, this is bigger than me. Stand to your feet this morning. You guys uh, Stand to your feet this morning. I need you to understand something. That this is far bigger than just you coming out. When you come out, you're going to bring other people with you. You say, who? Those around you? Yes. But also other people that went through the same thing you went through. Oh, come on, church. The enemy says you can't be used by God because you went through this. I guarantee you right now, as sure as I'm standing up here in a vest, that when God delivers you, that's the same kind of people that God is going to use you to reach. That's all right. I'll praise him. 